Welcome to the Employco HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson. With me is my brother and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And our Vice President of HR, Jason Eisenhut. Hi, everyone. And Nikki Navarro working the board for us. So thanks again for joining us at, uh, at our monthly podcast. Uh, this month, the topic is resolving workplace conflicts. So it's a... Um, you know, workplace conflicts are inevitable with you know, some clashing personalities might be in the workplace, stress, and really just simply spending such large amounts of time with the same group of people can uh, over time just generate conflict. So I uh, wanted to uh, talk that through, what causes it, uh, when to get involved, and some tips uh, that we have to, uh, to help resolve them. So, so what causes workplace conflict? Well, I, I actually have a ton of stats, and I won't bore everybody with too much, um, but 85% of employees at some point in time uh, experience a workplace conflict, and uh, I think the U.S. average is showing that employees spend 2.1 hours per week involved with a conflict, and uh, that approximately costs uh, $359 billion wow. in paid hours based on an average earning of $17 per hour, um, which is equivalent of $385 million uh, working days are Holy wasted cow. on conflicts. So, and when you look at the type of conflicts, you've got, uh, well, 29% of the employees deal with it almost constantly. 34% uh, conflicts occur among frontline employees. 12% uh, say that they witness a conflict and, uh, within senior management, and then that can affect their, uh, their work environment. Uh, 49% say it's a result of uh, personality clashes and egos, which I think that's the most right. common one. And then uh, 34% is stress-related to work. 33% is related to heavy workloads. Uh, 25% is uh, seen as conflict due to sickness or absence and things like that. So pretty interesting stats how much it costs the business when people are in conflict. And I I saw a stat, uh, Society of Human Resource Management posted something where, uh, and it's not getting better, They, they published a survey or a study that showed over the last 10, 20 years it's just getting worse and worse. More employees are reporting that they've, under workplace conflict at least once a week, the percentage of workers that are reporting that are in, is increasing substantially over the last 10, 20 years. So it's really common nowadays. So is that because people are more aware and more vocal today than they were uh, if it, you know, 10 years ago? Did they just put up with it and say, uh, you know, I can't say anything, and now they're more vocal? It could be. It uh, could be a social media, the po- political environment we're in right now. Um, tensions and more people are being asked to do more with less in the workplace. Um, so it, it's probably a combination of everything. Yeah, and I was actually thinking the same thing as you are saying that as far as if we are in a low, low unemployment, people are stretched thin. I mean, it's not, and I would think vice versa, that devil's advocate, when it's a high unemployment, people are willing to put up with it more because they don't want to use, right. they don't want to lose their jobs. So. You're down to th- nationally 3.6, and uh, with the New Hampshire uh, primaries this week, their, their uh, unemployment was down to 2.7. Wow. Right. So, so it's a lot of people spread thin. So uh, when do you get involved? So it, it, the, the type of conflict really determines when and who should be involved. If it's, if it's a kind of a baseline conflict or just a personality conflict or you hear someone threatening to quit because someone's not being nice um, or just kind of personality conflict, then what ideally you hope for is just the two people work it out. They, they, they're professional about it respectful, um, and they don't need to involve management and get personnel files and HR involved or lawyers. Uh, but if it does get to the point where 
there's discrimination, there's uh, bodily threats, harmful threats, workplace violence, uh, lawsuits kind of being thrown around. That's when HR company like us can get involved and we can professionally manage those kind of conflicts. You know, when you start hearing people are, you know, they want to quit because they can't put up the conflict. And, and some of those people that may be getting sick and tired of it aren't part of the conflict, but they're just tired of hearing it. Right. Right. I mean, when you look at the stats it's or, or listen to the stats and we're an audio podcast, um, it really does affect, you know, 34% of the people that have filed conflict issues it's not their own conflict, it's other people's conflicts. Yeah, I'm sitting in a cube and all I hear is you and the other guy going, going back, back and, and forth. forth. It, yeah. it just gets tiring. Yep. Yeah, and so there are obviously some negatives. Uh, I think Scott's got a few more stats, but yeah, the morale, absenteeism, turnover, training costs, there's a lot of negative consequences that can re- result as a uh, related to unresolved conflicts. Yeah, and as we get into the actually dealing with the conflict, um, as I was doing my research for the podcast, I've seen two different thoughts. And Jason, I wanted to get your opinion. Um, the two school, one is uh, I read University of uh, California, San Diego. They recommend meeting individually with the people. So that way you can get one person's side, the other person's side. Now, there's another theory that says don't meet with them separately because you're going to get them more polarized and they're going to get more dug into their positions. So it's, you know, I guess you could treat it on a case-by-case basis, but what's your opinion? Yeah, that's actually what I was going to say. So, like, if it's someone's pro-Republican, the other person's pro-Democrat, and there's just kind of that type of... I mean, then you can maybe get everybody in the room at the same time. If it's discrimination and there's allegations of uh, inappropriate behavior, uh, then I would say get them separately, get separate witnesses, and it kind of depends on the the level and severity of it. Sure. So that... uh, kind of jumped us into the uh, tips for resolving. So, you know, we know there's a conflict. It's, t- it's time to get involved. What do, what do we do from a management standpoint, management and coworkers, to, uh, to help resolve the issue? So if it's an issue that the employees couldn't or shouldn't resolve on their own and management or HR needs to get involved, uh, one of the words that came out of Rob's mouth just there is time. The, the key is time. Take care of it earlier rather than later unresolved conflicts that fester and people build up more resentment and, and it's going to be a result in a blow up, uh, but get involved early, whether or not that's just sitting the two people down in the room at the same time and they can resolve it. Maybe someone's in there who's impartial, balanced, fair, that can mediate the meeting, um, steer it away from the accusations and personal attacks and more towards, this is how I feel. Uh, this is what I'm observing, kind of looking at the behaviors rather than kind of the personality. Um, so, all those tips, kind of get, getting someone in an impartial, neutral room, an area, maybe someone mediating it. And on a positive note, those are all kind of the great tips to, to, to resolve some of these conflicts. And I would think, too, letting your employees know that conflict does happen. And it's good because, like most managers' complaints, if they don't know about it, it could be going on for a long time. So I think it's really having that open communication with your employees that you know everybody should work on. And, you know, who knows what the conflict is? It could be some small personality yep. issue, you know, uh, to, you know, the election, of course, this year is pretty polarizing with the left and right so far apart. Sure. Uh, that that's, you know, then that, that's something that we always recommend to keep uh, politics out of the workplace. But who knows, it could be some weird thing that, you know, you're chewing gum or hacking coffin or whatever, <laughs> and just, it bugs the hell out of me. Bringing yep. five-day-old fish to the office. You know? <laughs> yeah. mm. Could be anything. Cutting your nails at your desk. Right. 
So, you know, who knows what, but, but hopefully, you, you know, the goal is catch it early and, and resolve it. So, and that's, it's interesting, Scott, your study that you've got uh, one study saying do it separate, the other right. do it together. And I think Jason's point's fantastic. I mean, if it is a political thing, it's get everybody together. What is it? Let's talk it out. Let's be civil. Respectful. But if it is an actual discrimination claim or, you know, threats or things like that, I think you really do have to keep it separate. Right. Mm-hmm. And document and listen very well. That's one of the key tips that they keep saying is listen carefully. Yeah, so. I think you really, as a, as a manager, you have to listen right. to, to what the issue is. Yep. And if you have any questions, if it gets to that point where you need assistance or support or needs gets to the severity of discrimination, uh, contact us at any time, HR at employco.com or 630-920-0000, and we're here to help. This is kind of built into our, our services with our clients, and we'd, we'd love to help any way we can. And, and going back to some of the stats, once you go through the steps of that conflict uh, resolution, um, 85% of workers claim that they actually are more productive uh, they enjoy their workspace better, and it really can have a beneficial outcome. You know, even though you don't want to have conflicts, but addressing it the right way can have a, a really good uh, yeah, result. Address it and and try and end the end the meeting on a positive note, right? You know, because you don't want you know you want the positive to come out, not uh, people going away polarized. Right, and Jason's seminar on it's fantastic. So it's and you're covering it in the monthly newsletter, right? A right, little exactly. snippet of it. So a little teaser there. <laughs> Speaking of another teaser, uh, we've got brand new. Uh, well, two new things. Yeah. So the W four obviously is a huge, uh, huge change. This is the biggest W four change that came out January first. So uh, all of our clients are using the new W four. Uh, it is a lot different than uh, than the old one. And just last Friday. Finally, the uh, the new i nine came out. It was supposed to come out in to se- September. Yeah. yeah, and so the the W four existing employees can continue or existing forms on file. You can continue continue use them. You don't have to force existing employees to fill out a new W four. It's just basically new forms need to use the new version. On the i nine, that's the you know, the document where you uh, substantiate eligibility to work in the United States. Uh, employers can use, over the next few months, the option of using the old I-9 form or the new one. Uh, but by May 1st, employers are forced to use the, only the new form I-9 going forward. And there's not a lot of, there's not significant changes to it. Yeah, the form I-9, actually the paper vor- version is exactly the same as the old version. It's only if you're using the electronic version with drop-down menus on the PDF. Can you see in new countries added a little bit different instructions? Uh, but the paper version is the exact same, so you won't see a difference if you're just on a paper copy other than the revision revision date right exactly yeah. now with the w4s the big some of the big changes are you no longer withholding allowances yeah 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 so, so there's a five-step process now in the w4 to um, work through what your withholding should be you're only right. required to do i think step one and five basically your family status and a signature but if you do have other jobs or other forms of income, that's where it walks you through how to calculate that. Right. So the old days of just saying, um, married Mar- three, yeah. right. married two, uh, those are done. those are done with. Yeah. So. Or we're at a trade show and the guy doesn't want any taxes, so he says, I'm married with 20 kids. 20 kids, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put exempt. I'll get audited, but I'm going to put 20 down. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, great. Good luck. Yeah, that's uh, something we see all the time out on the, uh, on the trade show floor. Right. So, and, you know, yeah. and we're not, you know, really can't give tax advice from that standpoint but it's always like be honest on it i mean that's honesty will is the best route to go in the i9 just documentation 
make right. sure you have the right documentation. So we, we you know, we've been out uh, with clients and people, uh, you know, is a scuba card in a, <laughs> an acceptable? Like, no, you know, it's not on the list. It's yep. not on the list. Neither is a prison card. Prison card, uh, gun card. Yeah. We, we've seen them all. But pretty good list on there. But uh, yeah, new forms. So. Uh, uh, if you're not using them, uh, you can download. We've we've got them on our blog, and you can uh, download the forms. So it um, uh, make sure you're using the new forms. Yeah, and if you don't subscribe to our uh, HR newsletter, it's a great. I'm just giving Jason a pat on the back. It's a great newsletter. We put a lot of time into it, and it's a really good product. So if uh, you can send us an email at hr at and get a free subscription, <laughs> lifetime supply. Right there, you go. Well, that uh, I think that wraps it up for uh, for us. We uh, will be back with a, another topic uh, in the next few weeks. Yeah. So, if you have any any questions or comments or uh, uh, questions for future topics, feel free to email us uh, or uh, contact us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Yeah, we're on all the major social medias, and again, you can reach us at hr@employco.com. That comes to Jason, and uh, we love topic suggestions. So, anybody with keep topics, them coming, keep them coming. Great. Thanks for joining us. Thank Thank you. you.